Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Meow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals, and let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Anne McDaniels, and welcome to another episode of Believe SoCal Sweat. It is Sunday night after Thanksgiving, and this is the second busiest holiday during Thanksgiving. The other one was the day before on Wednesday. I've been seeing everybody coming back in Ubers from the airport. Traffic has been slammed, and also it is the Hollywood Parade, Hollywood Christmas Parade tonight. So it took me about an hour and a half to get home from the gym. That is a half a mile away, but I'm very grateful for the whole thing, of course. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, my Thanksgiving was amazing. I worked in the kitchens as a volunteer for Project Angel Food, which is just a phenomenal organization, and they serve the homeless and underprivileged every single day of the year, 365 days of the year. Particularly for obvious reasons, Thanksgiving is the biggest one. So we served over 2,000 people, and it was just, I had a blast in the kitchen. This is my fourth year doing it, and my partner next to me was the son of a soap star, and we were all cutting peppers and onions in an assembly line, and we had meat cleavers because there weren't enough knives left of the smaller knives, and we kept warning him to keep his fingers in, keep his fingers curled under, but he chopped off the top of his thumb and was rushed to the hospital. There were so many rumors and I believe the thumb was cauterized and or burned back onto his hand. And we all hope that he's okay. (laughs) So it was a bloody good time, a bloody good time. But anyway, it was so rewarding and I love the people that I work with. And even if you don't see them for a whole year, you catch up right where you left off and it's just, it's always really fun. So KTLA news was there and you know, things like that. But I got, I, I was a different shift, so I didn't get to see them. But I hope you all had a wonderful holiday. But speaking of Thanksgiving holiday, a lot of times, The holiday season can generate a lot of negativity, sad emotions, depression. And you know, I'll I'll admit it myself, I miss my grandmother so much. She was just my absolute queen. And I didn't want to go home for Thanksgiving this year. I just, I cannot stand to know that where we usually celebrate Thanksgiving, that house has now been sold. And that house was so special to me. And quite honestly, I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't face it. And I also know, I also knew that I'd signed up for this Project Angel Food and I wanted to stay committed. So. There's always next year, but I just, honestly, I just couldn't face it. And I realize so many people are depressed during the holidays. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me. And I thought I would do a podcast just about boosting optimism and positivity because it does wonders for your health. It betters your mood. It helps your physical, emotional, and and just mental health. It also keeps you young. I mean, this is a, that's another incentive, stay younger longer. And it also helps your sleep. So I want to give you 14 ways to boost your mood, increase optimism, to better sleep, better health, and staying younger longer. And to quickly go back on the holiday depression, Harvard Health says, the holidays intensify feelings across the spectrum. On one hand, they magnify the feelings of anxiety, depression, and family discord that make holiday gatherings hard. But on the other hand, for people who thrive on family contact and love to connect, they can be really fun. But Do remember that there are a lot of people that do struggle with hard feelings, depression. Maybe there's a lot of angst about the COVID vaccine 
or about family drama, perhaps politics. So hopefully some of these issues and some of these um, tips will help increase your mood and make you feel better. According to Shape Magazine, looking at life with a brighter viewpoint is a science-backed tool that can help improve your mood, help you meet your goals, and upgrade your health. But you don't have to overhaul your whole personality to benefit. Just even making small differences in your attitude can deliver huge payoffs. You can, it can lead to a longer life. Optimists are more likely than pessimists to have a lower risk of chronic diseases like diabetes and heart disease. That's because in part, optimists tend to follow a healthier lifestyle. The reason is if you expect good things for yourself, then you're more apt to do the things to keep moving in that direction. You deal with less stress. Optimists are better at coping with tension, which also means that they have short circuit rising levels of stress hormone cortisol, which actually produces fat. We all experience the spikes in cortisol, but optimists are likely to tackle a problem head-on, which increases the risk of solving it, which actually helps in maintaining and losing weight. It's a lower risk of depression. Positive thinking patterns can serve as a sort of psychological immunization, if you will, to combat depression in the same way that vaccines inoculate us against viruses. This may be because optimists tend to have larger social networks and more supportive relationships, which serve as a safety net in hard times. And finally, it gives you that great edge against aging. Now, pessimists tend to have shorter telometers, and these are repeat sequences of DNA that form protective caps on the ends of our chromosomes. The non-pessimists, according to research from the University of California, San Fran. This means that telometers are aging faster. Cells with shorter telometers circulate and release large amounts of inflammatory proteins that contribute to inflammation, which is a mechanism of aging. So we do not want inflammation. Therefore, we go against aging. And we age in reverse and stay young forever. So be optimistic on life. And besides stronger cardiovascular health and a stronger immune system, people who are optimistic earn a higher income and have more successful relationships. So these are all incentives to have a better mood and a better outlook on life in general, and hopefully a little bit happier attitude going into the long holiday season. Now, in my research, I wanna give you the 14 ways to be more optimistic for better health. And starting with number one, is to create some positive mantras. While many of us believe our happiness or lack thereof is based on external things, we're often the ones holding ourselves back. Many of us go through our days feeding negative messages, and we all do this. We may not even be aware of it, convincing ourselves that we're not good enough or not clever enough or not attractive enough. To start thinking more positively, you need to change these messages. Tell yourself different things. Try to look up for negative thoughts that pop in your head and replace them with positive messages. Write down positive mantras that really speak to you and repeat them on a daily basis. Great speaker Mel Robbins says to give yourself a high five in the mirror and that can really create a better outlook on yourself to create more confidence and lead you to a more positive outlook on life. Number two is to focus on your success. Most of us are happy to acknowledge other people's successes and accomplishments. Oh, they did it but we never praise ourselves. So we frequently play them down or ignore them entirely, the ones that we succeeded on. To start thinking more positively about ourselves, you need to regularly remind yourself that what you have, of what you have, what you have achieved and what you can achieve. Stop listening to your inner critic, your inner mean girl, your inner mean guy, we all have them. Reflect on your past achievements. Why would you fail now? And start to really appreciate your success and what you have to offer. 
we are all unique beings. And as they say, every snowflake is different. And I know, I know it's a little corny, but it really is. I mean, we won the lottery just being born. So speak to yourselves more kindly. You wouldn't dump dirt and throw bad things on a plant. You would put water on it. You would give it fertilizer. You would help it grow in a beautiful environment with sunshine. You wouldn't put it in a dark room and stomp on it. Let yourself grow, let yourself be positive. Number three is to get a role model. If you want to become an optimist, it can help to find yourself a positive role model. Maybe you don't have people in your life that are, but maybe you have a colleague or close friend or even a celebrity. You know, the beauty of YouTube is fantastic. I mean, I listen to Evan Carmichael, I listen to uh, Lewis Howes, I listen to so many people that are fantastic and a lot of them give top 10 rules of success that's by Evan Carmichael and he actually previews and reviews and interviews many celebrities I love when the coaches come on and the athletes and they give their top 10 reasons for success and even if you don't have a mentor or a role model specifically in your inner circle look at YouTube go to seminars listen to lectures I mean it's all over the place Google it I mean there are a million places that you can seek that for the next few weeks you can do an experiment and try to take a walk in a celebrity's shoes or in someone who's a really uh, real a role model to you. Whenever negativity starts to creep in on you or you find yourself in a difficult position, think, what would my role model, what would that person do? Answer honestly and then try to follow suit. Will Smith is a really good person to listen to. The Rock specifically. I love listening to The Rock and there's always good old Tony Robbins. <laughs> so Tony Robbins would think about him. He wouldn't say anything about negative. He wouldn't say anything negative. And David Goggins, I love him too. He's like a tough former Navy SEAL. He's gotten through everything. So whatever you're trying to do or whoever you look up to, maybe it's athletes, maybe it's models, maybe it's actresses, maybe it's singers, maybe it's CEOs. Seek out that person or even teachers, cops. Seek out a person and emulate what they do to be successful in their own lives so that you can kind of emulate that. Number four is to focus on the positives. It's important to remember that this, that it isn't events themselves that make us unhappy. It is our interpretation and reaction to them. And while we can't always change events, you can change a response. When negative situations occur, try to reframe them by focusing on the positives or what you can learn from the situation. Maybe you have gained inner strength and resilience. Maybe you've grown closer to a friend through sharing your heartbreak or learned something about yourself. Try your best to focus on what you have learned and gained from your experience rather than on what you have lost. And sometimes that's really hard to do. It's really hard to find any bit of sunshine in crises or situations, but there always is a silver lining and that comes from the truth. Number five is don't try to predict the future. When things don't go right in life, and let's face it, a lot of times they just don't, Optimists tend to view each incident as an isolated event, while pessimists often look out for patterns of bad luck and think, if it happened once, it'll happen again. However, it is important not to try to predict the future based on what has happened before. Remember that a plan or relationship failing doesn't make you a failure, just because someone or something disappointing once happened or happened to you, or more, and it doesn't mean it will happen again. It's really important to fail over and over and over again. Look at how many free throws are taken. Look at Michael Jordan did not make his basketball team. There are lots and lots of failures and it's actually good to fail before you succeed. Every person who's highly successful say that they got there because of failures. So don't try to predict the future. Yes, look at how many people go through bankruptcy three or four times and they become out billionaires. 
So even if you failed in the past, that does not predict your future. And that was number five. Number six is to surround yourself with positivity. Spending time with negative people who continually see the bad in every situation is a surefire way to ensure that you continue to feel negative too. To help you stay feeling optimistic, you need to surround yourself with positive people. People who think positively, who help you and boost you and appreciate the good in situations and in life in general. This also applies to other influence in your life such as music, literature and movies. Surround yourself with positive influences and see the effect that it has on your state of mind. I call people in my life, in my own circle, to myself, my board of directors. I take people out sometimes that do not serve me and or I may always be helping them and not that I'm expecting anything in return but they just have a bad attitude and it brings me down and I will always I will always do my best to boost anybody and always be there for anybody but if you're constantly being surrounded by a naysayer or someone that tries to one-up you all the time or doesn't believe in you or doesn't believe you or tries to compete with you in a negative way take them out of your circle I and just surround yourself with more positivity on the music and literature and movies, I actually, although I'm a very positive person, I love heavy metal. I love things that are horror movies and things that are violent. But that does not mean that I'm into that, I'm into like, you know, the negativity of going out and hurting people. But sometimes I like to see that other side and it actually helps my anger issues. So, you know, use that, take that with a grain of salt. But if you're really down and depressed, watch, watch silly holiday movies right now. Like, who doesn't want to see Elf? I could watch that every single day. It's so dumb, but I just love it. And Dumb and Dumber, all these things, you know, just make whatever makes you happy. If you're sad, don't listen to sad songs. Listen to something with a little bit more, more upbeat music. Get up and dance, whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better. The next one is to practice gratitude. It says to keep a gratitude diary or journal. I myself don't do this, but I am grateful for things every single day. I do wake up in the morning and I do, I am thankful for my bed, for my food, shelter, clothing protection. I mean, I realize how lucky I am to be an independent woman in America. And I know that that's maybe just mundane to think about, but to me, that's huge. To not be controlled by someone is huge. So whatever you feel grateful for, just think it in your head. And the more gratitude you give, the more great things you get, and it can really help your mood. I myself don't keep a journal, but I really keep a mindful thought process on staying true and staying grateful and sing a prayer whoever you whatever you you know look up to whether it be god or buddha or you know if you're if you're atheist whatever there should be a higher power that you look up to um, even if it's just science let's be grateful every day and it changes our focus and thinking just making a conscious effort to start reflecting on all the things that go right and that you have to be happy about keeping a gratitude journal every morning and night or just being grateful Listing all the things or thinking about all the things that you, that you are grateful for, just the fact that you are able to eat, the fact that you can get into your car, the fact that you were even born and that you have unique, beautiful qualities. Be grateful for those things and it can really boost your mood. Number eight is to challenge negative thoughts. This is really hard to do, especially in times of sadness or turmoil or facing really stressful situations. But often our negative thoughts are based on little more than unknown fears, doubts, and low self-esteem. And to help you overcome them, you need to constantly challenge your negative thoughts. Next time you start to feel negative, write down what your feelings are, and then write down your arguments for and against these thoughts. Ask yourself, what's the evidence that these thoughts are actually true? Is it just in my head, or is everybody thinking it? But usually it's actually in our own heads. 
What's the evidence that they are not? And you could even try purposely acting the opposite of how you feel and see what happens. If you do your same pattern, try to switch that pattern in a positive mindset and see what happens. You may find that your negative predictions actually don't come true after all. Maybe you're thinking that everyone's talking about you or thinking about you. Maybe you're worried about going to work the next day because something was said, something that was gossiped about that you did wrong. And you're so worried about going in on a Tuesday morning after what happened on Monday and you get there, nobody's even mentioned it and you completely spent your whole Monday night tossing and turning and having anxiety when nobody was thinking about it at all. So challenge your negative thoughts and try to turn them into a positive. Again, not easy to do, but it really can make a huge difference. Now, number nine is very important. It's something that I've trained myself to do over and over and over again, and that is to focus on the solution rather than the problem. We can all wallow in a problem and complain about it and be a victim, but it it's, does nobody, particularly yourself, any good at all. And pessimists tend to focus on problems while optimists look for solutions. While it is tempting to dwell on your problems or disappointments, remember that this will not change your situation at all. It makes it worse. The situation at the moment may not feel great and may not seem fair, but what has happened has happened. Whether you like it or not, you can't redo the past. Rather than reflecting on what could have been, let go of regrets and negative thoughts. Forgive yourself. Get proactive and start planning where you can go from here. I always try to learn from my mistakes. Sometimes those, those mistakes are being repeated over and over again, but that's the definition of insanity. Change, change it into a better solution if there's a constant problem. Number 10 is to fake it. Now, let's just face it. Optimism is not something that comes naturally to many people. And you may find that it takes time to change your mindset. But in the meantime, try putting the action before the feeling and faking a more positive outlook. It's like fake it till you make it. Studies have found that it is possible to trick yourself into feeling happier by going through the physical motions. So rather than going with your natural instinct, try smiling and laughing more and speaking in a more positive tone. Acting the way you want will help you feel on your way to becoming an optimist. A lot of studies show that if you smile, just even the act of smiling or making yourself laugh, you automatically feel better. And I have to say, when I tried out for the NFL as a cheerleader, I had zero dance background, nothing, nothing. I always like taught myself, I would copy dance videos. And when I went in for the NFL, I mean, this was a huge platform. I was going up against girls that had been trained their entire lives since the age of two. And I was never allowed to take dance classes. I always took piano, voice and sports and then um, music besides academics. And when I went into that edition, I literally faked and I said to myself, you are not Ann McDaniels. And I put a couple dancers in my head and I literally used that. And I don't know, it was that and an act of God. I mean, I was at that training camp forever. I went through all the rounds and I just couldn't believe I kept making it, I kept making it, I kept making it. And I actually made the team and I had no dance experience whatsoever. And I felt so great, um, but I did realize like once I got in, I really had to perform. And it was difficult because there is, there's a difference between people that are technically trained and people that are just that are just natural. Um, there were a lot of things that I did not know. I didn't know the names of things, but I had to figure it out and learn. And um, I got most improved. So, although I don't know if it's good or not, but it did make me feel good because I, I was starting from ground zero, where everybody else started from the top. You know, so I learned so much, and I 
I really had to put humility to the side because it was tough. But, you know, fake it till you make it. Sometimes that really can help. Number 11 is don't dwell on the past. And this is a, very hard for a lot of people to do. And I myself, in certain mistakes, it is hard not to dwell on that. But it does, it does, it does you no good at all. And what is gone is gone. And how you deal with the aftermath is the most important thing. There is no point apportioning blame either on yourself or others. You have the power to change the situation and move forward, move on. It's so easy to say, oh, I should have done things differently. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. That's the, that was the name of a Sex in the City episode with the benefit of hindsight. However, you can't change that past. If bad things happened, look at tomorrow as exactly what it is, a brand new day in which good things can happen, a clean slate, only if you let them. So don't dwell on that past. Number 12 is to exercise and stay active. I am a firm believer in this. This morning, I was going through it. Everything was like going wrong. And I'm like, the last thing I want to do is go to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. And I knew that once I did it, I would feel much, so much better. It was like a drag getting into the car and driving. And I just didn't want to. I was cold. And I swim every day because I really want to get better with my leg and be able to run again. So I knew that I'd have to go in the sauna first and that takes up time, then swim, and then I knew I needed to get in the hot tub. I'm like, this is, a, this is a pomp and circumstance. I just don't want to do this. Once I did it, once I was in the sauna, I was talking to people. Once I got in the pool, I felt fantastic. Once I got in the hot tub, that was my reward. Oh, it was incredible. And I left the gym feeling absolutely fantastic. Then, and only then, I hit the holiday Hollywood Christmas parade traffic. And that put me in a negative state, but I thought, you know what? I am recording a podcast today. I better, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk if I preach it in my podcast. So exercising and staying active is huge. Studies show that people who are highly active are more optimistic and have fewer pessimistic traits than people that are less active in their lifestyles. People who are highly active have been shown to have less anxiety and higher confidence levels. And that also, of course, leads to leads to better physical, emotional, and better mental better mental outlooks on life and better mental health. So that is number 12. Number 13 is education. People who have pursued higher education or are working on higher education, and it doesn't even have to be at a university. Maybe you're pursuing more education and educating yourself on YouTube or anything that's on an outside class, or maybe you're taking classes online or just going to seminars that are free. People who have pursued or are pursuing higher education tend to have higher levels of optimism than those who haven't. Taking a class or enrolling in a degree program could improve your outlook. Maybe it's just something simple. Maybe it's a free class on getting better at cooking. Whatever you do, this is something you're interested in and it can boost your mood. And number 14, the final piece, and this is so important, is to visualize and imagine your best self. Visualization exercises are used to raise self-esteem. Mental stimulation of positive scenarios can increase your optimism by giving you the confidence you need to reach your goals. Look at athletes. Athletes will imagine themselves winning. They will imagine themselves seamlessly making those baskets, doing touchdowns or scoring touchdowns, winning tennis matches, winning at golf. They'll imagine that perfect stroke and that swing going into the hole on the golf course. It is so important and just to visualize yourself succeeding. Imagining your best self. A study that asked participants to imagine a best possible self showed that doing so can improve your optimism more than thinking about positive events. By constructing an ideal, rational, 
relational, personal, and professional context, levels of optimism in, in participants remained high, regardless of their moods. So hopefully these 14 tips will help you in your everyday life, and particularly through this holiday season. It can be fantastic, it's beautiful, it's wonderful. And on one hand, it's just the best season in the world. But on the other hand, people do struggle. There are a lot of losses with the pandemic and a lot of politics surrounding the third variant of the Omicron virus and, and people getting vaccinated, people not choosing to get vaccinated, people getting fired for it, which I just think is absolutely ridiculous. But you know, having a positive outlook on life, a better mood will increase your positive health your physical health, your emotional and mental, mental stress. It'll help you achieve your goals and allow you to sleep better and making you stay younger, longer. So hopefully these tips will help you and I care about you all so much and I struggle with this as well. So a lot of these tips helped me in my research and I, and I thought, you know, a lot of things, these things are I'm not doing, but I'm certainly gonna engage them from now on. And it's hard to do, but sometimes I do write things down and do if you can and i have tried to do this and it's i feel so narcissistic but if you can look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you did a really good job or just talk to the person talk to the little little girl or little boy in your past i know this sounds so fruity and, and left brain but i've tried this i'm not very good at it but speak to yourself as your inner child or what what you would say to a child your own child or yourself as a child would you yell at them no you would not why are we so unkind to ourselves? But try to be kinder and it may really help in your life because we only live once and you have a beautiful life really if you look at the grand scheme of things and look at the glass half full as opposed to half empty. So thank you again so much for joining me on another episode of Believe SoCal Sweat and I wish you all a wonderful week. Thank you. We appreciate you for listening and please rate and subscribe to the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, Tuned In, or at Believe.com. You can reach out to me for any questions or topics that you've covered on the show at Ann McDaniels or at Ann McDaniels Actress. And I'll see you next time on SoCal Sweat. <laughs>